Daniel, when you came home from military service in Iraq, you were dealing with a couple of, well, pretty significant things, a, a brain injury and PTSD. What was life like back then? Uh, you know, whenever that happened, because of the accident that I was involved in, I was dealing with a lot of memory loss, um, and the PTSD caused a lot of anger um, within me. Um, and so it was really a stressful time um, on myself, and it also then leached out onto the family as well. So what changed for you along the way? How, how were you able to get better? Well, I decided um, after hearing from other veterans and them encouraging me to get help with it, and also um, my wife being a strong component in that, I decided to reach out to the Veterans uh, Hospital and started getting help um, through so, uh, some counseling. Um, and then at the same time, I decided, you know what, maybe I, I should seek some spiritual help on this as well. Um, I grew up in the church, but I really wasn't going to church on a regular basis or being involved in that as well. Um, so we started seeing a, a, a retired Army chaplain who was also a pastor uh, near, uh, near where we live. And uh, he started counseling me at the same time I was going through uh, counseling at the Veterans Hospital. Okay. And from there, your, your relationship with Christ got better and you saw improvement. Absolutely. We saw improvement uh, as a family as well. Uh, and really, that is where I attribute getting better mentally, um, physically, and spiritually better was through my connection, reconnecting with the Lord, and actually developing a, a spiritual walk with the Lord. Okay. And let me talk to Mariah here. Hello. Hi. Mariah, as as his wife, you witnessed the pain he was going through. I'm sure it was uncomfortable for the family. And, and you've got kids and so forth. What what was it like? And then what kind of change did you see? Well, when he first got back, he was trying to learn to readjust. We had a three-year-old daughter at the time, and for the last year of her life, her dad had been gone, and so she didn't have a real strong relationship with him. So it was trying to learn how to be a husband and wife, how to be a mother and a father together as a family, and dealing with his memory loss and stuff. Um, it was It was a lot of trying times because there were things I couldn't, like he just, he couldn't remember. And sometimes I would repeat myself like five or six times because he didn't even know that he'd already asked the question that many times prior. And so we just had to really learn how to communicate. I had to have extreme patience and I contribute that to the Lord for giving me the patience um, for dealing with the memory loss and the anger. And so I thank God, like I, my relationship with the Lord never wavered through this, which I think was a big component to propelling us to having found the church that had the army chaplain as a pastor that helped us all get back on track as a family. Okay, and this is something I'll ask you both. I'll ask you first, Mariah. Tell us when you got the indication from God that it was time to, to go into a ministry of your own, particularly with children. Well, I had currently, I was already the youth pastor at the church we were attending. Um, and so I was already in youth ministry and I loved it. I had amazing kids and I was also doing outreach stuff 
at that church, and God started stirring in our hearts to say, I need you to do what you're doing on this smaller level, but do it on a much grander scale. And so we started praying and seeking God, okay, what does that look like? What are you asking of us? And it was at that moment that he started putting on our hearts the word evangelize, and then kids. So that was it. So Dan, once you got the directive from God to to, to go into a children's ministry yourself, how do you... How do you start doing that? <laughs> you know, that was an, uh, that's an amazing question. How do you start doing it? Because as we started feeling that call to become children's evangelists, um, we really started doing research of are there children's evangelists? What is a children's evangelist? What do they do? How do they operate? To our surprise, um, there really was not many children's evangelists out there, which made it difficult um, to get started. But we found um, a one in Ohio, which is not too far from us in Pennsylvania. We reached out, and he has been a huge uh, supporter and, uh, you know, guiding us, uh, mentoring us um, in children's evangelism, how to reach out, you know, the right and the wrong of it all. So that's really how we got started with that. Okay. I understand that there is a statistic available concerning age brackets. and. The likelihood of accepting Christ decreases as a child grows well into adulthood. Can can you tell us about that? Uh, Yeah. So the stat comes from Barna Research, and it's uh, 4% of teens accept Christ when given the chance. 6% of adults will accept. Um, But with kids, it's 32% accept Jesus when they're given a chance. You know, we see... um, and this is not a dig on churches. We love what churches are doing, and, and it's our goal. The goal of the church is to reach, to spread the gospel. And we want to help churches in that no matter any direction they want to go with it. But we see a lot of churches putting a huge amount of emphasis on teens and adults and with such small return. But we believe if we can capture a child for and give them the gospel message, they can get that in their heart and in their life. They're going to grow up to be a strong teenager with their faith. And whenever they become an adult, they will be a strong adult with their faith and be able to help the church grow even more. Do you find in your ministry that kids, young people are are more open to hearing about Jesus than adults may be? And, and why would that be if it's true? Um, I would probably lean more towards yes than no. I think kids are. I think they're open. I think they're because kids innately, like we're all taught, like this is, you know, you talk to an adult, they're going to help you. They're going to lead you. They're going to guide you. They're going to direct you. And so we're more open-minded as children, I believe. And that's why they're more open and receptive to hearing because they haven't been tainted, if if I can say that, by the world. And so they're just, they have this pureness about them that just is looking and searching for something. And when an adult spends time with them and pours into them, they're going to take what that adult says more often than not and really like put it into their heart and their spirit. You know, and I believe that's why Christ in like the word of God, Jesus uses we need to become children and have children like faith because it's a pure kind of faith where we just believe wholeheartedly and go after what we're told and what we're talked and shared about with like reckless abandonment, you know? So Mariah, what is in your heart? when you share Jesus with children, what, what's going through your heart, your mind? Oh man, that's an amazing question. Um, (laughs) 
you know, I just, I want them to experience what God has for them. I want them to experience that pureness, that love, that acceptance, the belief that like they were created for a purpose, that God made each and every one of them. He knit them together so perfectly for a purpose, for something greater than themselves. And I want them to see that they have something so amazing to offer the world. And, you know, they can do that through the help of Jesus. So, Daniel, I'm, I'm going to shoot the same question to you, too. Um, yeah. When you share Jesus with children, whether it's in a group setting or, or, or one-on-one, what's mm-hmm. what's going through your heart, you know, as, as you do this? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in, in a broken family. My mom and dad were divorced. And so whenever... Whenever I look at the Bible, when I look at the gospel, you know, it hits me right at home that there is a love that just surpasses anything that could possibly happen to you on this earth. And I want kids to understand that, that God loves them so much, more than their parents could even possibly love them. And and I believe my desire is that they can grasp that concept that they know that there's someone that loves them, that cares for them, and literally laid down their life for them. And when you see a child get it, when when that something clicks in their mind and they understand, yeah. this is the gospel, I get it now. How does it make you feel? I feel so good inside. You know, if I can share this, we were just at a, an event, and as we were praying at the altar time, you know, this kid, you just saw the look on his face changed. And whenever he was talking uh, to his grandparents afterwards, he just goes, I got it. I know without a doubt that I'm saved in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And it was just like, you know, even hearing this afterwards, it made me weep. I was just weeping with joy that all the effort we put in, it's worth it because he got a hold of it. All right. Back to Mariah. I was reading in a description of your ministry that one of the things you try to do is share a kind of a bite-sized piece of scripture with kids. How do you do that? Uh, well, it's pretty, it's kind of fun. Uh, we just take the big topics that are in the in the Word of God, and we just bring them down to a kid, to basically their level. And it's through the help of, of God that we've been able to do that. So we'll we'll share big topics. Of, you know, like we'll share the Holy Spirit. We'll share healing with the kids. We'll share how to grow their faith with the kids. And so we just talk about those big topics that you would talk about with adults or even teenagers. But we are able to, I don't know, through the help of the Lord, that we can have them understand and grasp those concepts. You know, like we use the saying, you know, even kids can have a piece of pizza. You just have to take it one bite at a time. And so that's what we do with the kids as well. We just put it into levels with that they can understand and grasp. We do it with demonstrations or illusions to help it sink in for them. I'll ask you the same question I asked your husband just a moment ago. When you're looking at the child, talking to a child, you see a child who you know, it, it clicks, they get it, they understand the gospel, you know, this is, I'm all in, I want to do this. How does it make you feel? It's, it never gets old. It is just this feeling of like pure joy and excitement and gratefulness and a humbling that comes from the Lord. You're like, oh God, I can't believe you called us into this. I can't believe you are allowing us to see and witness these kids when they're it just, it all clicks for them. Like it is, it's a humbling moment. And it's just one of these that like, I'm so blessed 
that God has allowed us to be a part of this ministry to, you know, help kids understand and experience Christ in that kind of a manner. So it's it's an amazing, amazing feeling. Okay. And back to Dan. Speaking of modern culture, what direction yeah. is culture trying to take children and how far apart is that from where Jesus wants to take children? You know, as we look at the world and we see what's happening in our school systems, and I think that that is throughout the whole nation, um, I believe that it is getting farther and farther from biblical truth and a biblical worldview. And to me, as a Christian believer, that is scary. Um, I believe that I, I would personally love to see the stats that are out right now of a biblical worldview change to come back to the majority, uh, especially in the United States. Is there a particular Bible verse that, that you and your wife hold really dear? Yes, we do. It's Psalms 78, verse 4, and it says, we will not hide these truths from the next generation. We will tell the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord and His power and His mightiness. And I understand that your ministry travels a lot. Where are you based, and then where do you where do you go? Yeah, so we are based in a town called Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, and we have a home church there, a Hope Fellowship, Assemblies of God, and we are we we say we are the most faithful, unfaithful members of the church because we are always going, always on the road. We have the luxury of traveling uh, all over the United States, and prayerfully even uh, doing some missions trips, working with missionaries to help spur the same passion we have uh, in leaders in their country and in their areas. And Mariah, I understand that your children are involved in the ministry as well? They are. What is their role? What do they do? Okay, well, our son has been basically doing all of our computer stuff, um, helping with our programming and helping run our events um, since he was six years old. So for like the last five years, he has been helping us with all of our computer programs. Um, he also helps us every once in a while on stage doing puppets. And our daughter, she helps us with, she does all of our camera stuff. She does videos for us. She runs our merch table. And she also does some ventriloquist, um, ventriloquism with us when we're at different events sometimes as well. So it's a fam- family affair. It was a whole family affair, yes. <laughs> if someone would like to know more about Unique Kids Ministry, what's the best way to get information? Um, I would go to our website or even Facebook, and they can contact us through there. Um, and that's just www.uniquekidsministry.com. Um, or they can go to Facebook and just look up Unique Kids Ministry, and they can get a hold of us through those either one of those avenues and reach out to us, and we would love to have a conversation with them. And that's kids spelled with a Z, right? That is kids with a Z, correct. Okay. Mariah, thank you so much for sharing with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. And Dan, I I thank you very much for talking with us as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, We've enjoyed being able to share the passion God has put on our lives.